Welcome to Curiosity Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 252. Yeah. An update episode. Wow, you're really bringing that bass there. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I don't know why it's that low right now. It's just, kind of weird. It's like, like, it's like really bringing it down a couple octaves. Well, it, it's my it's my radio DJ voice, you know? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Did you know in negotiation, you're supposed to use like this kind of smooth voice when you negotiate? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, uh, if, if having a nice deep voice is like required. Uh, but it, you're definitely supposed to be smooth. But I mean, like, I, I, I can only go so deep, right? Like, that is true. Like, <laughs> I don't know. My negotiation skills are pretty, pretty good. But, you know, my, my voice is only so deep. It's all good. It's Isn't all it good. the worst though when you hear yourself talking? Oh, trust us. Remember the podcast? Like, I remember when the, fr- again, we have these two episodes that no one will ever hear. But listening to those, and, and they were rough. Like, rough. Like, awkward pause. Uh, didn't know like a lot of ums, a lot of likes, which we still, we still have some of those. And, and some of you comment, we, we hear you, but, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of rough and watching yourself on video is even rougher. I don't know. I don't mind seeing myself on video, but it's the voice, <laughs> right? Because you know, the way you hear yourself is different than like, I already like with the way I hear my own voice, I'm like, man, I wish my voice was deeper. And then I hear it like on audio, which is like my real voice. And I'm like, Ooh, it's even higher pitched than I thought. Oh man. That's the worst. Well, Hey, well, this will be an Orlando deep voice there we episode. Go. Maybe maybe we can do some harmony on this episode if we, <laughs> we play it right. All right. Hey, uh, before we move on, I want to say thank you to all of you that continue to support us. Uh, I haven't shared this with Mike, but I think we are going to be doing a Zoom call on Monday. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. It all. So the reason we've been holding back is... Uh, Mike and his wife are about to uh, give birth or his wife is about to give birth here soon. And so we've been pushing it back because we, we didn't want to schedule it and then have to cancel. But we did promise in July. So we're going to push for Monday. But if if baby's on the way, you know why we have to push it back. But we'll definitely make it happen. Appreciate all of you that have signed up for us uh, or signed up with us at buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. That's buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Uh, there's a link below or you can just go to the website here that you see on the bar uh, to go and sign up. You can just say, hey, thank you for this episode. Here's a couple cups of coffee or you can sign up for a yearly membership or a monthly membership. Whichever way definitely helps us, helps us. Uh, keep the lights on helps us <laughs> keep, stay motivated, right? Because when, when people put money to something, right, it means that that's important to them. It matters to them. So we really appreciate that. Appreciate all of you, whether it's been a one-time gift or whether it's been an ongoing monthly or yearly membership. Really appreciate it. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Yeah. And if you're uh, if you are a member to that, you will be invited to our uh, at this point, we're trying for monthly Zoom calls. And again, this isn't, uh, you know, we've had some people like you guys are liars. You said no, you weren't going to charge for content. Well, we're not charging for content. This is just an opportunity to, you know, meet with those of you who are, you know, willing to support us. And uh, so it's not like extra content. It's just a, it's just a good way to, to get together and hang out. So uh, sweet. What are we, uh, today's an update episode, it is right? Yes. Update I episode. love update episodes. So why don't I start with you? Cause I, I mean, I, I got, I don't know, maybe I should start. I, I so it's been a kind of, eh, kind of week for me. It's been an eh week. Has that has it been like that for you too? No, I mean, I mean, reselling wise, I mean, it's been it's been different. I feel like I'm in like a like phases, right? Okay. Reselling goes in phases. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's been an interesting phase as far as that goes. But uh, what's what's going on with you? Are no, you, no, are, I, are, you, are, you, are you not are you not getting the sales you're hoping for? Well, are no. you not listing? Are you not sourcing? <clears throat> what's happening right now? So no. I'm not sure what is happening. It's it's been kind of strange. So I'm still a big believer that summer slowdown is a myth. 
but I will say it is being challenged a little bit right now. Uh, I did have, I had some days. I mean, every day I had sales, but low sales on some of these. It, it, it felt, I mean, you would go all day and you hear it just changing. You know how it is when you don't have a sale for a long time and you get a ching, you're like, yes, right? But and then it's an eight dollar sale. Well, the, and that's the thing right now. I have not sold I, I anything that's been above a hundred dollars probably in a week. Mm. Usually I have multiple over a hundred, some two hundred, sometimes a five hundred dollar sale. Uh, but this has all been like I don't know if it's bread and butter. I would say it's been like parquet. Uh, you know, you know what parquet is? The the fake butter. Do you remember that? Oh, you're too, you're too young. Yeah. Is it like, I can't believe it's not butter, butter it kind of deal. I think it was. Yeah. I think it's like that. Or maybe it was butter. I don't know. Anyways, margarine. it was Ugh. like this talking lid that'd be like parquet. All right. Anyways, if you remember that, let us know in the comments, but it's just been just $20 sale, $40 sale, $50 sale. Sometimes it's an $80 sale. And so I'm like, ouch, like this hurts. Cause you know, when things are slow, it's always nice when you get that nice big sale. Cause you're like, all right, it's going to make up for all the bad sales, but it's been in waves. And, and I, again, I could be dead wrong, but I do believe that eBay is doing some kind of maintenance during this time because I'll have a lot of unpaid buyers. And then within a half hour, all those unpaid buyers have paid. Hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, did they all just call each other and say, Hey, you know, I think it's about time to pay. Like I, or did eBay send a message all at the same time? Yeah. Like, I'm not sure what transpired, but what I do know is that sales will pick up again, that, you know, we're going to be entering uh, Q4 here pretty soon and it, sales are just going to rebound. It's just part of it. But as a full-time seller, it's kind of tough. Oh, look, I just, I just got a sale while we were speaking. I just sold a pair of Doc Martens. Is it a hundred dollar sale? I uh, know it's $50. Yeah, so, bad. but I'll, but I'll take it. But why did I get that weird messaging sound? Why didn't I get the cha-ching? Yeah. Who knows? That Maybe was, they're doing an update. That was weird. All right. So it's okay though. I, I want to encourage everyone that, you know, there are, even if you're a full-time seller, you will have those days where it's just blah, which is weird when it happens because, you know, I'm, I'm getting closer to 3k listings. I'm consistently listing every single day. There's not been a day that I've not listed, but still things will slow down, but they do pick up. And things will catch up and eventually you'll be there. And and don't look at, for me, I don't look at my uh, daily. I look at my weekly. I used to look at the daily. Now I still do. I go, huh, I only need like another $100 in sales and I'm good for, for the day. But usually it's the week. Now, if the week is down, then what I end up doing is I just, I just go all in for like two, three days. And uh, I spend a day just sourcing all day. If I don't, I have a bunch of stuff, but you know how it is. Sometimes you got to get out there. And then the next day I just list and list and list and list and eventually a rebound. So that's just the way it goes. Uh, so I, I think on top of the reason why I haven't had a lot of sales, I had a lot of returns again. And I find that when you have a lot of returns, it slows down your sales. Like I, I'm not sure, but, and it, they've been dumb returns. Like one was, there's a pair of shoes. I, sh they're new with tags that show that they were worn. The guy gets them and goes, Hey, uh, the front of these shoes are smashed. I'm like, uh, okay. Like I'm looking at this. I'm like, well, first of all, they're not steel toe. So they're not like destroyed. They're just, they got pressed during the shipping or something. Uh, you know, I had another return. I had a bunch of did not fit. And those are, those are I, I just, I'm not a fan of those, but it's okay. So I think a lot of returns hurt that. <clears throat> so what, what did I do? How did I cure myself? I went and spent more money. 
<laughs> so I went and did uh, some retail arbitrage. Now the question is, did you spend more money for the dopamine hit, like the excitement? Yeah, of oh spending yeah, money, uh-huh. or did you spend more money because you think that that's going to bring in more sales? Uh, both, both. Okay. Hey, because I'm getting ready for Q4, right? And so I picked up a bunch of toys. Uh, you know, I dropped I dropped a good amount of money, and so I just wanted to feel like I was making progress. And should I have been listing more? Probably, but I just I needed to get out of that funk because it was driving me crazy. So I did, and, and things are rebounding again. And it's good, but you know, it is what it is. So that's reselling life. Got to keep it real. All right. What's going on with you, man? So, I mean, things are good. Uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the wife is due really any time now. Like we're, we're at a, at a point where it could be like, we're full term now. Um, we're not at our due date yet, but, um, she had hypertension on our first, with our first child. And it seems like that might be happening again. So they induce us early with our first child. So we expect that. We're either going to go into labor soon or we're going to get a call from the doctor and then just say like, hey, we're planning on inducing you this week. So like it could be any time. So it's kind of this weird like every day we're like, I mean, even things like laundry, right? Like we did laundry today and it was like, all right, now I got to make sure that I save an- enough laundry. So if we end up going to the hospital, I have it like I can't use it all like knowing like, well, next Monday's laundry day because uh, I don't want to be stuck like, all right, we're in the hospital now and I don't have anything. So it's just been like kind of this weird. Do we have everything? Do we have bags packed? Do we have and and you can't really make plans, you know, because you don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Uh, so that's been it's been interesting, but um, we're really excited about that. We're not 100 percent. Even things like the store, we moved it to three business days handling time because we would hate for a sale to come through. And then oh, we're in labor and we're going to the, the hospital and we're hoping that we will be out of the hospital or at least I can leave and then ship and then come back. But if if we're on next day business, like that's not going to work, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're in the hospital, so trying to think about how, how that's going to work with the business. And so just moving everything to three day business, um, I think helps probably slows down our sales a little bit, but we notice it doesn't have, it doesn't make as big of an impact as we would think. Like there's a definitely a dip in sales, but not as much as, as you might imagine or expect. Um, especially then when things go out the same day, you, you know, when you have three day, it makes people happy because mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, it got there even earlier. You, you get those feedback. That's like fast shipping yeah. earlier than expected. Yep. Yeah. So it, it ends up, you know, potentially working out in our favor. Uh, but even things like, do we send out offers right now? Should we be, you know, cause like, it's like, we don't want to all of a sudden have a, a whole bunch of sales, even listings. Like we're at a place where I was like, all right, we could probably list like a hundred items in the next couple of weeks. It's like, if we list a bunch of stuff right now, we're going to really trigger that algorithm. (laughs) And the next thing you know, we're going to be in the hospital and getting all these sales and then having to deal with that, like coming home and a newborn. And so we're just in this weird, you know, phase with that right now. Um, And then other things with the business. So like my wife has an old Mac and it's kind of a long story, but she used to work for, uh, she was like a contractor for another company and she bought the Mac, but like the company set it up for her. And so, cause they added all this software and stuff on it for her. And so when she left that company, uh, she like was no longer a contractor for them. It's obviously her computer. She bought it, but I had to like delete their software off and I had to like reset it. But like they were the admin on the computer. And so since then, the computer has been running at like partial capacity. It's just been really funky because okay, okay. we didn't want to delete all of her stuff, but we also didn't want to delete, you know, just factory reset it because they put software on there like Microsoft Word and stuff like that that were like you know, we want to keep this stuff if possible. So we're at a point now where like her computer is just, it's trash. And that's what we use for eBay. Uh, and I have a nice computer, but I'm often using it for work and I'm traveling. I use it for the podcast. So it's not reliable that it's going to be there for her. So we're trying to decide what do we do? So I spent a little bit of time today 
getting all of the pictures and stuff that's important off of her computer. And then we're just going to factory reset it to say, oh, well, we'll lose whatever software uh, that she earned as a contractor. And then I think I'm going to buy like a solid state hard drive to put in there. Mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to be frugal, right? Like part of the, because we were even saying like, I could buy a new computer. I could buy an old refurbished PC off of eBay for 300 bucks. And it's going to be like a pretty good computer. And it's They're usually be, good buys off of eBay. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I know a lot of people that buy off eBay. And yeah. If you buy a refurbished, you can get, especially if you know what you're looking for. If you're like, you know, all I care about is it needs to have eight gigs of RAM. It needs to have, you know, an i7 processor. And I would like a solid state hard drive. Like you can get some, some killer deals. Right. So, um, I was looking at that, but it's like, you know what, the business we've been spending so much. We just bought a generator for our shed, uh, because we need to put an air conditioning unit in there. So like, we've been spending a lot of money in our business accounts. So it's like, we can't really, we don't really want to afford or we don't, we could afford, but we don't want to pay for a, a new computer for the business. So yeah, I think it's going to end up costing us like 50 bucks for the new solid state hard drive for her laptop. Uh, and then again, these are all things we get to write off, right? So I'm going to get to write off that the cost of anything that we get for her laptop. I'm going to get to write off the the generator for the shed, the AC unit for the shed, the shed nice. itself, right? So, uh, but we're also trying to be wise, right? It's not just like let's go and spend a ton of money because we want to have the capital the capital available for buying inventory. So, but that's great thinking about thinking about write offs, right? Yeah. Like sometimes people miss that. Uh, I was watching, uh, I was on TikTok the other day, and there's this kid. He's like a teenager. I think he's like a teen executive or something. He's like. I just put furniture in my room for $500. This is how I did it. And he's like, this kid's like 14 or 15. And he's like, so I'm going to use this table for my business. So I'm going to be able to ride this off and I'm going to use this couch for this and I'll ride this off. And I'm like, smart kid. Right. But, but that's the thing. Like I, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of people lately comment, like when you work a nine to five, you, there's no way you can't, you can't get around like, you know, I'm not get around taxes, but you know what I mean? Like you can't deduct a lot of things, but when you're an entrepreneur or when you have a side hustle, th there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. No, I mean, it definitely helps out a ton. Um, and then just, you know, I, I think the reason I tell this story about the PC is like, I, I think either one, most of our listeners can relate to it in the sense of we've talked about how reselling indirectly changes you. You know, you mm -hmm, think differently mm -hmm. about purchases. Yeah. Some people go out and they spend $3,000 for a new MacBook pro or, you can spend $300 and get a refurbished PC that's got pretty similar specs off of eBay. Or if you already have something that works, you can factory reset it, replace a couple of components for 50, 60 bucks. And now you've got, you know, your business is running smoothly. And it's one of those things too, where she's like, Oh, I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to spend the money. But then you do that cost benefit analysis of, I just watched her today. She pulled an item. She tried to, to ship it. And she spent probably 45 minutes trying to get the internet to connect off of her hotspot. Jeez. And then the computer kept shutting down and having all these issues. And it was like, you spent 45 minutes to ship a hat. You know, like that's not worth it. Like mm -hmm, I'd rather mm -hmm. spend, it'd be worth spending $300 for another computer because if this happens a, a couple times a week, like you're, we're losing money. Yeah, You'll make that money back. Yeah, quick we'll too. make the money back. Yeah. So um, if you're out there and you're listening, so you either relate to this and you know what that's like, or maybe you haven't like had that mind shift change yet of, how can I do something to make my business more efficient, but how can I do it at a cheaper cost? Can I buy, even when I was looking at, and I tried doing the scanning books, right? Mm -hmm. I bought a scanner, like the top, one of the top of the line scanners people are using, but I bought it used off of eBay, mm -hmm, refurbished, mm -hmm. right? So I spent half the amount. So whatever it is for your business, you can often find coupons, discounts, deals, or refurbished and buy used or do it yourself. And you're going to end up coming out ahead. Uh, and 
this is what being business minded is about, right? You got to do the cost benefit analysis. Is it going to take more time than you're going to save? Or can you save some money and time? And and you're, you're really weighing those things out and you're not just being a uh, typical consumer that's like, what are all the bells and whistles? I'll just put it on credit unless there's a reason, right? Like we did with our shed, which financing it actually helped us out in the long run. So you just got to be wise in your business and, uh, you know, thinking of things like that. Like, so yeah, so selling right now because we're, we're potentially going to be going into labor soon has been kind of dipped because we got the longer time. We haven't been listing as much, but we're, we're still doing reselling stuff, right? We're working on our computer. Um, I'm going to be installing the air conditioning unit. We got a new generator for the shed. So all of these things that we're doing, like it, it moves us in the right direction. Even, um, so I was at a garage sale and you know how like a while back I was talking like things that I'm looking for and I'm like, Oh, it'd be really cool to find something like this. Oftentimes like the next week or two, I end up finding it at a garage sale. You're like manifesting. It's it? like, yeah, like, just, I, we don't believe in that. I, I, We're just saying. I don't believe in that at all, but it's just, it's like <laughs> the irony at all. And I, I wonder if it's one of those things where I, I, the, I end up seeing the things more often than I realize, but it's when I like consciously, I'm like, Oh, I need something like this. That's when I recognize, you know, maybe I see it every couple of weeks anyways, but I'm not really looking for it. So I don't know. But, um, I bought those solar lights for my shed that were just, they, they were the wrong kind of solar lights. Cause if there was any sun at all, they wouldn't work. They'd have to be disconnected from the solar panel. And so what I really needed was a solar kit that connected to like a battery, a small little inverter. And I was at a garage sale and just randomly at this garage sale, this person had an unopened Wait, brand new. I saw that. Did you? And I didn't pick it up. Cause I'm like, ah, I'm pretty sure it, it, there's not much value in that. Were, were you out early? Cause I was early. I was like the, one of the first people at this garage sale. Okay, maybe like maybe it was another a. garage sale that had a solar panel. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, well, it, it could have been the but solar panel. But I remember, panel. There I remember two solar panels. One. So there's two solar panels there. One of them was in a box. Um, the one I got wasn't in a box, but it was uh, packaged. Yeah, the one I saw was in a box. Yeah, so it might have been the same place. Um, but this was super cool because um, it's a kit. So it's got the panel and then it has a battery, a small little 12 volt, tiny little 14 amp battery. And then it also has a little inverter with the DC lights that just plug straight into the inverter. So I can hang three lights in my shed that are going to hook directly up to this little inverter and battery set, set up all brand new. None of it has been opened. And the guy wanted 30 for it. And I got that plus a bunch of hats, plus a box of computer stuff for 30 bucks. I ended up getting it nice. all for 30. And so originally when I bought those solar panels off of off of Amazon, I paid like 90 for two of them. And now I got this kit for 30. Like, nice. Yeah. So it, it's just pretty cool. Like I needed to do something on my shed. I'm out sourcing. I find the thing that I'm looking for. Right. So sometimes when you're sourcing, you're helping your business, even if you're not, you know, buying inventory. I mean, I've bought scales. I've bought different like shipping stuff that I've utilized. And now I've bought solar lights outsourcing. And uh, yeah. So business is booming, even if uh, it's not necessarily. <laughs> you're, you're still you're technically like making money by saving money. Right. right? So. All right. Well, uh, let's get into some random stories here. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to. So I always hesitate whenever I post something on social media that deals with a box in a bag. Like always, always. Uh, before I get to that, though, let me talk about real quick where you can find us social media. On social media, we are Pierce of Podcast on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. We are Pierce of Cast on Clubhouse and Twitter. Uh, you can always uh, give us a call. 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. And actually, we're going to be playing one of our phone calls today for, for our reseller topics. Uh, you could always shoot us an email. PiercePodcast at gmail.com. PiercePodcast at gmail.com. Just when I said that, I remembered I had a few that I needed to reply to. So 
if if you're listening to this or like Orlando Mike haven't gotten back to me end of the week I'll, I'll get back to you guys it's it's been a it's been a <laughs> Mike and I have been busy it just with just life life so I had a sick kid for like seven days I mean and no we didn't have that thing it was just he was sick and it just you know things slow down I mean it's reality so uh, we'll get back to you. Uh, and also, thank you to all of you guys who have jumped over to our and watching us right now on our YouTube. We did see, you know, we are on Reddit sometimes. Somebody on somebody had requested, you know, what are some good recently podcasts? Somebody said, I watch Pierosa podcasts on YouTube. Mm. And I almost wanted a comment, but I felt like it would have been kind of weird. Like, you know, like we're like watching people, you know, but I just want to know if somebody brought up our name and somebody did. So thank you, whoever you are, you're watching this right now. Cause you said that you watch this. So really appreciate you. And uh, what, drop a comment. Just let us know and say, Hey, that was me. Watch there be like 10 people saying that was me. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, you know, hit that subscribe, hit that bell notification and that like button every episode. Cause we're always dropping episodes every Monday and Wednesday, whether it be mini sods, a video, uh, oh, and we're also dropping videos on Saturdays, whether they be garage sales, thrifting, uh, Mike's shed talks. Uh, <laughs> I just caught it. It was supposed to be like TED talks, but it's shed talks. That's one. That's one, uh, one way of thinking about it. Okay. I, was that? Did I just come up with that, or is that something that you thought of? No, that was one of the things. That was. Okay. It's, it's it's like a, a. It's got multiple meanings. All right, there you go. You can go multiple ways. With that. All right. All right, and also, hey, thank you uh, to all of you that uh, leave us reviews. I think we're at four seventy something. Yeah, you want to make that 500 club. So if you want to if, if you want to be one of those people who can say I was an early adopter of Pure Hustle podcast, because I mean, we're going places like th- there's going to be a day when we've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of reviews. Know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe are hopefully. you trying to ma- are you trying to manifest you're trying to manifest this? Um, <laughs> and you're going to want to like just imagine if you were like, you know what? I was. I was one of the first people that ever like <laughs> ever left a review on on uh, on Joe Rogan. I like, just imagine like people who said that like they could they, they could be so hipster of like I'm one of the first reviews. I mean, who knows? Maybe we are the next you know Joe Rogan podcast. We'll yeah, be that okay. big. You don't you don't know. I don't know. All right, well, let me share the last two because I really like sharing these because they mean a lot to me and hopefully to you. But I know they I mean, do. Did you? Yeah. All right. So this is from Bag Lady GB said. One of my favorite reselling podcasts. I enjoy listening while in the car and when I'm outsourcing. Always great tips and appreciate your time in recording each podcast. And hopefully my review gets in before you hit 500. See? There you go. That's there right. you go. Yeah, that was number 473. Nice. We are the most reviewed reselling podcast. Love I appreciate it. that. All right, one more. Uh, this is from uh, Mr. Darg Blargit. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Okay, and they said Mike and Orlando are very informational and knowledgeable in the reselling business. I've been listening for over a year and always take away something new from them, from OA, RA, and all reselling in between, and they have you covered. I'll have to go buy them a coffee so I can be on the next Zoom call, which hoping to do that here. Uh, Thanks, guys. Looking forward to more hustling. So appreciate that. Thank you, guys. I I did see one here. I I just wanted to address. Somebody had said, um, oh, yeah, he said, this is from uh, Christian Ventor. Uh, they said, unbelievable. These guys are honest and keep it real. Orlando tries to keep sourcing secrets, but it's okay. He still shares everything else. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you to both of you. Yeah. I mean, you know, you keep your secrets. We're all entitled to our I'm secrets. a big fan of showing people how to fish. That's right. Not telling them to fish. Yeah. Not giving them a fish. Not giving them a fish. Yeah. Whatever Teaching you. Teaching them how to fish. Sorry, I'm not Confucius. Okay. That's all right. 
but teaching because here's the thing i can show you bolo we can have episodes where we do bolos but if we just did all bolos but you don't know how to go out there and source like it's only so much you know that you can do eventually you're gonna be stuck and yeah. you'll be dependent on other people the, the way to make it to uh to extreme financial success in reselling is to find the bolo that nobody else knows about that's how you make it so, you know, you got to know how to find those because uh, when you do, when you, when you stumble across that item, that's just popping and it's, oh, Q, like I can tell you some Q4 stories. So if, if you want to make it, it's, it's not going to be, if, if everybody knows the bolo, yeah, you're not. I have a YouTube video that I was going to drop and I'm like, not yet. I don't know. I'm just making it worse, but, but I am serious. Like if, if you can learn to source, like that is the most valuable skill of research. You can always pick up shipping. There are always... Uh, you know, be items to look out for. But if you know how to find those good items, that that's the way to go, right? All right. So thank you to all of you uh, for supporting us. Uh, again, to write those reviews, just go to Apple iTunes and then you put in a review and I appreciate all your support. All right. So get to random stories. All right. So talking about social media. So I always hesitate when I want to post anything about boxing a bag. Mm. I just... And the reason I posted this one was because like I was... Like, wow, like this is, I need to share this because there, there's so much money that can be saved doing box in a bag. And so I had an item and here's the deal. If you ship anything to a PO box, like let's say somebody with a PO box buys it and I got to fix my settings. There has to be a way in settings that you can like deny people or do something. But whenever it's PO box, you can't use UPS and you can't use FedEx. You can use FedEx smart post. But that's, you, you you know, USPS, that's the last leg of that delivery. That's why you can do FedEx Smart Post. But you can't do FedEx and you can't do uh, UPS. And so I was like, I was bummed because I sold something and the shipping, you know, I, I, I wish I did a better job in calculating my shipping and I didn't. But the, the change was so drastic. So box in a bag means, okay, so I'm just going to give you the raw interpretation. And, and people have... All kinds of ways of looking at it. If you go to our Instagram post, there's a, it, I'm not saying it got controversial, but you know, it got interesting. And so, um, what it means is basically you put a box in an envelope and you tape it and it has to be less than 18 inches on each side. Right. And if you want to know more of what this means, you go to pirate ship, uh, pirate ship.com and they have a whole thing that discuss it. But even in their language, I don't find that it's very direct. So anyways, I found an item. I sold an item and it was going to, it went from, it was going to cost me $67 to ship $67 and doing box in a bag. I got it to ship for $13. So that was major savings. Now the item was a larger box. So I got creative and I created an envelope that would work right now. What that means is it still has to be an envelope. Okay. It can't just, it can't, it can't be just, you know, you gift wrapping something and then shipping it out. It actually has to be something legitimate. So I did all that. Uh, but then, you know, uh, I posted on Instagram. And so the dimensions were, <laughs> this is where things are going to catchy. It was 17, 14 by 13. So all under 18 inches, right? <clears throat> so when you do box in a bag, you only give the length and width. You don't give the height. So it was the 17 and 14. And sure enough, my price dropped. So all kinds of, I mean, people came out of the work and people I respect, by the way. So if you go on there, you see some of the people on there, there should be people that you should follow that know what they're talking about. And they're like, Orlando, like a lot of people game the system. I it basically, people were telling me I was gaming the system. Right. And so I was like, uh, 
I don't know. I, I mean, I've done this for so long. And so a lot of people are like, well, eventually it's going to catch up to you. And some people have reported that they actually have done box in a bag and they've had the post office send it back to them because it was incorrect. And so I was like, huh, interesting. Like I've never had that happen. Now, the reason why I still feel comfortable, like I'll send big shoe boxes in, in a bag and just as long as it's under 18 inches on each side, it's because I see Amazon do it all the time. I can't tell you how many times I get Amazon return of shoes and it's in a box in a bag. And sometimes they're like for these polo boots and the height on those polo boots, as far as in the box, it, it's at least, you know, 12, 13 inches. Right. And so I'm thinking like, Hey, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to worry about this. So if you go on the site, the key thing that they do push on pirate ship is that it has, it can't be taped. The sides can't be taped down. We talked about this on a previous episode. Sides can be taped down. And it has to be an envelope. Right. And so they said USPS only cares about your outer packaging. So if there is a box inside your poly mailer or envelope, that's no problem. See, that's where I lean. Right. But you can't shrink wrap. Okay. Or tightly tape a bag or envelope around a box and call it an envelope. If it clearly has three dimensions, it is a box and you need to enter all three dimensions when purchasing postage. So as long as it looks like an envelope, you're good. That's been my understanding. So I share this because one, if you never heard about box in a bag, there's a lot of money that you can save doing box in a bag. But there's also the other side where like if you do it incorrectly, Right. It could cost you and and so on. Or you might the package may not make it. I've never had this problem. But just because I haven't had this problem doesn't mean it won't become a problem. It's like speeding. Right. I Well, well, speeding is still illegal. OK, tr- OK, true. But let's say but you get know what I'm saying. Like, right. You may speed all the time and never got caught, but it doesn't mean that somebody else wouldn't get caught speeding. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. What are your thoughts on all this? Well, my thoughts is, yeah, if it's if it's not against the policy, then it's fine you can do it but the hard part is there's so much gray area of like is this considered you know three-dimensional or like having three clear sides or is it loose enough on the edges that it still looks like an envelope but not like you know uh, like it's wrapped completely around so i would look at some pictures some examples i I think go to the pirate ship website is a good example to kind of show what it looks like and you know better safe than sorry but yeah i mean if you can get some really big poly bags i, mean, I guess the idea is if the item is in there and it can kind of like move around inside of the poly bag then you're you're fine right it's it's if, if there's clear it can move it's got directions it's it's loose then box in the back but if it's like so tight in there you're you're probably running a risk of getting in, in into some trouble and again i mean Maybe you do it perfectly and it still gets sent back. I'm, I'm sure that there are exceptions where that happens, where you follow the rules, but that can happen with anything. Like you could, you can follow all the rules and still get something shipped back for something that's not your fault. And it was just a mistake somebody made. So who knows, um, you know, ship however you want to ship at your own risk. But I think following the rules and being careful, I think box in a bag is a good way to save some money. Uh, but just look at some pictures and know, um, err on the side of, uh, this is clearly an envelope as opposed to, I mean, I created, eh, this could go either way. <laughs> I created divided camps in the, like there were the, you know, there's, and no, if, I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody, but there are people that are like rule followers, right? Like almost like, like, no, this is wrong. This is how you have to do it. Like, you know, we're going to end up losing this privilege. And there's other people are like, I do this all the time. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So I understand like in reselling, 
for a lot of things, there isn't only one way to do it, right? You got to find what works for you. And so, you know, it was interesting. I do agree with, uh, so Aaron from Road to Resale, uh, he, the, the, I missed her podcast. It's been a while, but he commented, he said, I've never understood this option. Like, why do you get a discount for putting it in a bag? My curiosity is killing me. And I agree. agree. But here's the thing. As long as it's there, use it. Yeah. Use it. Use every tool available. Like, seriously, I, it's, it's, I mean, it saved it's me. Like random tax breaks. Like it might not make any sense, but you'd be foolish not to take it. Right. Uh, agree. Dude, I saved $50 on Jimmy. I mean, that, that's, uh, you can't, you can't beat that. So anyways, yeah, I got close to a hundred comments on there. I uh, just on that one, but which, you know, this isn't like, we're not uh, Instagram models or anything. So we don't get like thousands of comments, but we get a hundred here and there every once in a while. So, all right. Anyways, that was, I just wanted to share about that. Let us know. What are your thoughts on box in the bag? Do you, do you find that, you know, do you do everything? Do you make it look like an envelope? Have you taped down the sides and never been caught? Uh, do you do you think that USPS will eventually crack down? Let us know in the comments below. All right. Do you have a what's more random? Yeah. So, well, it's kind of just a funny story, I guess. I don't know. Sometimes I feel bad. Um, I mentioned, I think, on the last podcast, like I was at one garage sale where, where it was a donation. So whatever you want to pay, the money goes to like a an animal oh, yeah, shelter, yeah, yeah. right? Like that's always a little awkward because you're like, okay, I don't want to haggle too hard or like I could basically take this for a dollar if I wanted because it's whatever I want. So like things like that can be a little interesting. But where it gets really awkward is uh, we've talked in the past about, you know, a husband or wife selling something uh, that the other isn't aware of. Maybe they want it gone. They're like, hurry, buy this before my husband gets back. Or maybe it's like, I'm not sure, like about $10. Like my husband's out of the, you know, he's he's in the house. I mean, it's really his we could wait till he comes back and I'm like, no, $10 is fine. You yeah, know, and you're like, well, to do the, that was my last Mickey haul on that was YouTube. It? Yes. But, uh, so I had one, I was talking to the guy for a while. I, it was on my last YouTube video, but I, I, I kind of cut it short because I was talking to the guy for a long time. He was talking to me about his, uh, car. He has a, uh, a forerunner. I have a forerunner. He's a little newer. So we were talking about like forerunners and maintenance on them and stuff that wouldn't have been interesting inside of the video. So I tried to trim some of that stuff out. But, you know, I had a good rapport with him. I'm talking with him and I ask him how much for this jam stick. And a jam stick is like a little mm. electric yeah. guitar thing. It's like small. You can plug it into USB. Um, and, you know, they're, I was looking them up and they go for quite a bit, like brand new. They're like a couple hundred bucks. They're going for on eBay for like 120 to 175 dollars. And I'm like, okay, sweet. Like, this is obviously a good item, but it's sitting right next to a KitchenAid, which they had marked at $175. So I'm like, they're probably wanting like $100 for this thing, right? So I asked him, I said, how much do you want for this? And he's like, $10. And I'm like, all right. You know, like, I'm like, sweet. That's like a good deal. I definitely am going to buy this for 10 bucks. And then I'm standing and talking to him a little bit more. And then he's like, $5. How about $5? Right. And I did, like, I didn't even like. It's the best. And I was pretty clear. I'm still holding it. Like I didn't say like, I don't know, 10 bucks. You know, I wasn't even pushing that hard. I just didn't like jump and say like, done, here's your money. Right. Like I just kind of did the quiet thing. And he says $5. He's like, how about $5? I was like, all right. And he turns and he looks at his wife. He's like, yeah, $5 for that. Right. Is that okay? And she's like, what for that? No. And she goes, did you already tell him $5? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, all right, that's fine. He can have it for $5. Enjoy your $200 uh, item, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I think so. Like, you know what that is, right? I'm like, oh, it's like a guitar. You know, like, I don't know, like a little electric guitar. And she's like, yeah, those are really expensive, but you can have it for $5. It's fine. And he kept telling, like, you could tell he was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. So I'm not going to at this point be like, you know what? Oh, no, you let, some marital let me give you a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like, 
if if either one of them would have said, you know what, we don't want to sell it for that price, I would have been like, you told me five. I wouldn't have done that. Like I would have been like, that's fine. Like, okay, you know what I mean. Like I hadn't exchanged money yet. I I would put it down and say like, okay, like I would maybe pay twenty five, thirty four. You know, I'm not going to pay too much more than that. But she said, fine, I'm not going to fight her. I'm not going to reverse negotiate, right? Like, I'm not going to be like, no, let me give you more, you know? So she's like, it's fine. And he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. And so I'm like, oh gosh. So I just like kind of kept walking and looking at some other stuff. Part of me was like, I'm just going to pay and walk away right now before this gets any worse because it was super awkward. Uh, but then I found some more things at the house and ended up buying some some Hawaii shirts. But uh, yeah, I, you know, might have caused some. I, I'm jealous issues. of her Hawaiian shirt. So if you haven't caught the video, check Mike's. What's the title of that video? Like she, it's something, it's something related to this. Yeah, story. I think it was like he was mad. She was mad. He sold it so cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but your Hawaiian shirt pickup yeah. was a pickup. I've talked about high seas before, but you got them a dollar a piece. It was like two dollars a piece. Um, Still, yeah, I picked up 19 of them and I paid. It was going to be 50, but uh, it was actually. 48 because I only had $53. So I got the jam stick and 19 high C shirts for $53. Cause that was literally every penny I had in my wallet. Like it was the last garage sale of the day. And I was like, this is all I have. Will you take this? Like, I wonder if people believe you. Cause I've had that happen before and I'm being sincere. And you know what they're saying? Well, no, he probably has another couple of twenties in his Well, pocket. but you, you do keep extra money though. Like, don't you? No, no, like, I do. Separate. I have, I have, I, yeah, I have money in different compartments, like one pocket, another pocket, another pocket. So you pocket. say this is all I have, but, but I don't know, but I don't lie. I just, I, I just, if they want to assume that they can assume that. Cause I've done it before. I pulled it out and it's like $300 in bills. And like, I'm like, yeah, I, people don't even know I have that much when I go to garage sales. But yeah, no, no, I, I tell the truth. Yeah, but it really was all I had. And yeah, he took it. So um, it was it was good, you know, so um, hopefully there are. I mean, they they seem to be fine, like financially. They were selling a lot of things for pretty cheap. So, mm. you know, it was a really nice house They're They're, you know, I don't think they're struggling over the fact that they probably lost. They could have probably made an extra 30 or 40 dollars on this item at the garage sale. Um, they're They're probably fine. So it's OK. All right, there you go. All right, hey, uh, before we get moving, we got some reseller topics, but I wanted to talk about AmericanBubbleBoy.com. I just want to say congratulations to them. Uh, they have 10,000 active customers at the moment. And so I know that Pure's Podcast listeners have been part of the reason for that. So we want to just say uh, thank you to all of you for supporting AmericanBubbleBoy.com and supporting Pure's Podcast. Uh, we have a great relationship uh, with Joel and the team over there. Just good people. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, when you're friends in real life and you can like text each other on, on a normal phone. So, uh, you know, we've, and we've talked over the phone and they are a legit business great deal for the bubble wrap you check it out i'm always a fan of the uh four foot roll that uh i forget how many square feet is it like 750 square feet or something uh for 39.99 it's such a deal i order it all the I like time the two foot roll you like, get the same number of square footage but uh smaller so depending on what you're shipping there's tons of options they've got a lot yeah. of different yeah i have larger items and i don't like having to like I just like having to roll it over one and time. over yeah. Yeah, one time. So, so check them out. AmericanBubbleBoy.com link is below. They have next day, two day local pickup, all free shipping. So check them out. AmericanBubbleBoy.com. All right. Uh, I, you know what, before we do reseller topics, though, I wanted to, we, we got mail. We, we need a mail. Didn't we have a mail sound that one time? Yeah. I don't have it downloaded. Though. Okay. Sorry. So I, 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 brought this up to mike like right before you recorded the podcast it was like the uh, blues clues 
Um, we yeah, uh, mail, we ended up getting a copyright strike on that or not a strike. Did we a really? Warning. Yeah, it was like a warning. <laughs> okay. so, uh, so we won't use that again. But uh, hey, so yeah, I can do it with my mouth. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. Okay. All right. That we're one. good. All right. So, hey, we'll put our address below. We're not looking for handouts, but, you know, I know people all the time want to say, hey, we want to say thank you or here's something we want to send you. And, you know, we've never we never had any problems. So, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, we're always open to uh, check. You know what people send us uh so this came from uh one of our awesome listeners who serves for our country and so thank you uh, uh so much i really appreciate uh, your service uh and so on um trying to i'm trying hi i just had i just had their uh instagram handle so this is pang they are on social media on instagram uh they are gentlemen five six two gentleman five six two it is a private account so you know there you can see yeah, maybe he didn't want that shirt no i'm sure he was fine oh. with it he didn't say no i don't know the podcast so uh so pang wrote us this nice letter and uh sends us an awesome gift so he said uh dear pure podcast first of all i want to thank you guys for your service and everything that you do for the reseller community i first discovered you guys while being deployed in germany i've listened to your podcast from beginning to end episode to episodes multiple times wow I appreciate that. Appreciate that. I used to follow you guys religiously, especially during Q4. I wish I was more active and involved, but my military lifestyle prevents me from doing so, which is, we, we we're just grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to give you guys this as a gift to show you my appreciation. This is a military challenge coin. It is a medallion with a unit emblem. It is commonly used as a form of recognition to recognize accomplishments and boost morale. Thank you guys. And I'll continue to follow and listen to your future podcast. I'm putting my house up for sale and I'm moving back to California to be close to my family. Hey, maybe we'll run into each other. I hope eventually I will make it to one of your meetups, which yeah, hopefully soon. As soon as I started thinking about a meetup, things happen. Yep. Uh, I'm still waiting for the mixtape to drop. LOL. Now that's a true listener. If you've caught our uh, reseller rap right. on YouTube, you should. Hey, hey we got over a thousand views on it. Check it out. We, Mike and I do plan on doing a remix. We Making just money every day. Yeah. All the toys selling on FBA. All right. So that, that was, a, that was a good time. So anyways, uh, so this is, uh, from Pang. So military challenge coin, uh, thank you so much. I, I know these are super important. And and the reason I know that is because I used to work with somebody who was in the military for about 30 years of their life. And whenever they respected or they, they wanted to say thank you and appreciate somebody, they would give them a military challenge coin. So I never thought I would get one in my lifetime. So really appreciate yeah, no, that's this, super so. awesome i mean you the I, I wish we had something like similar that we could offer as a, a token of respect for the service you have given for the country right like that that is way more than anything we've ever provided uh so the fact that you appreciate and respect what we're doing that much it, it really it means a ton to us uh, i almost feel like you know we're not worthy of that kind of appreciation and respect but um it really it means the world to us and and hopefully um, you know, even though maybe reselling is not something you're able to do right now, that at some point in your future, this, that might be the avenue that lets you have more time with your family. You know, you talked about moving back, spending more time with your family. So, um, if, if we can make that little bit of a contribution to help you, uh, after all you've done for us, you know, that would be a drop in the bucket of what you've already done. So yes. thank you so much. Appreciate it. And, uh, man, this is so cool. It is. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate that. Okay. I kind of wanted that had to have its own like solemn place. Yeah. So, but now we're going to get to reseller topics.
if I can, uh, if I get the. <laughs> how, how many of you guys enjoyed that dead air just yeah, now? Yeah, that's like the. That rarely the, happens the on the podcast. podcast. <laughs> you know. Okay, so you know what the uh, the sound effect isn't working. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So uh, breaking news: uh, the sound effects are going down because, as we all know, things are terrible all over the place. <laughs> And problems are happening in the world around us, but what's not Which a problem is true is reselling and reselling. Oh, no, we great. got we got some drama in our reselling. Except too. there's drama in the reselling world too. Orlando, take it away. All right, hey, uh, so I, and we're not going to be about drama. There is one story I could drop about drama, but that's between social media reselling influencers, and I'm not going to talk about that. So, hey, eBay Open is happening here soon. So if you haven't signed up, it is August fourth, and so we'd love to say, hey, we'll see you there. But maybe we will see you there. I don't know if are we going to be able to see other resellers on this virtual meetup. Like, yeah, maybe I don't know. So. But if you haven't signed up, check it out. It's coming pretty soon. I mean, think about it. August 4th is next week already. Man, what happened Crazy. to summer? Now, here's the other side. Poshfest Live, they're actually doing a real uh, like Posh meetup. Like uh, in, in person? In person, October 8th or 9th in, in Orlando, Florida. No? Where should you go, man? I don't know. I mean, if you go, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd go. It, it, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I could. The thing is... I mean, let, let us know how many of you are going to Posh Fest. Like, I, I want to know if, if we get enough people, I might just go out there. I mean, I got the airline miles. It's not going to cost me much. I know plenty of people that live in the Orlando area. I'll still get a hotel room still. But, uh, you know, I just remember, remember how out of place I was last time? Yeah. I mean, it's you, you went. To no one looks dinner. like me at a Posh Fest. Yeah, well, I'm serious. That's, Let's that's be okay, real. though. I mean, like, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe you'll find your soulmate. At a place like that, like another reseller, you know. Hey, you know, hey, I'm I'm not past. I, I've always wondered, like, my soulmate's gonna have to be all about reselling. So you know, there you go. So, anyways, but I, I kind of I want to say eBay, like, let's let's make this live. Let's meet up. Let's let's go. Let's 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 go somewhere. Like, yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I, there's so many people that are like, yay, eBay virtual, right? Like that doesn't. Like, I mean, we're all tired of Zoom. How many? I mean, even though we're doing one for her, buy me a coffee. It's because it's people are throughout the country. But I mean, yeah, I, I like interacting with people. I mean, it's so nice to see people face to face. So but if you haven't signed up, eBay Open uh, August 4th and Posh Fest October 8th through 9th. eBay Open is free, though. Uh, Posh Fest, I think it's like three hundred and twenty five dollars. So there you go. All right. Hey, I thought this was pretty cool. And so, you know. I mentioned this on the other podcast, but you never know. Like people, the business think outside the box and the business think outside the box. Sometimes they're the ones that end up going to the next level. So Mercari in certain places is now offering local delivery via Uber or FedEx. Genius. So I, wish I would have thought about that. And think about that. So I got the email the other day and it's Mercari local. And, and they basically just said, one, browse your local deals, right? Uh, you know, blah, blah. Find something you love. Relax and enjoy. A driver will drop off your item at your doorstep. It's completely hassle-free, right? And so the way it works is if you're a seller, you list your item. Then you schedule the pickup. Uh, you place the item for pickup. And then that's it. And as soon as, like, everything works out, you get paid as soon as they acknowledge that they received the item. Now, what I like is they they're very clear about, like, that they vet the individuals. It's not just any random Uber driver. Like they have to have some kind of track record or the FedEx. I mean, obviously the FedEx is going to be the easier one, right? So currently our local carriers include Uber and FedEx same day city. 
will choose the best option based on distance and service availability. So I was like, huh, that's pretty awesome. So one of our listeners who's local here in San Diego uh, had shared with us uh, that they actually tried this out and wanted to test it. So uh, this is from a Sapphire Cove shop on Instagram. Again, Sapphire Cove shop in Instagram and said, LOL, I tested Mercari uh, now, sharing my experience for the community. Ordered three Thomas trains that ship for $5.99 at 11 a.m. Uh, Mercari sent them a message, seller confirm your order, estimated deliveries between 2 p.m. to 2.19 p.m. Like, you know, it's like Uber, right? They yeah. tell you when they're going to show. I love that. Like watching the little car on the app. Sorry, I'm like five. Okay. It's at the street. It's at the corner. It's turning around. Seriously. It just passed my, oh, they passed my house. Oh, now they're doing a U-turn. Yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. So it's good times. Uh, two teens delivered at 229. Uh, they were curious about the process that it was their first time. So it's kind of like Instacart, right? But it's for reselling. Uh, after they deliver, they take a pick to confirm the transaction. Then we rate the seller and done. This stuff is great to get rid of heavier, bulky kids toys or home decor even sell plant or source close by. It'd be great if they could do furniture. Like if you can get like Uber, Uber truck drivers, basically that just like can pick up couches. And I think they can. I mean, I don't know. Cause most Uber drivers are going to be like, you know, in their little Toyota Prius. They're Maybe. not going to, they're not going to, they're not no, gonna but like the ones at the airport have like suburbans and stuff because of all the luggage. Yeah. Well, well, true. But, but even still, they're not, Usually drive pickup trucks. That'd have to be like a another branch of Uber, like Uber pickup truck or something like that. So, so it said instead of first class five ninety nine, two to three days, right? Because you know first class. Uh, I she, she ended up paying uh, seven ninety nine uh, plus tax for a three hour delivery. That's not bad, right? You paid up what two dollars to get something in three hours instead of three days, and the and the train lot was a deal. So. Uh, so yeah, not bad. She, they said the only thing is the only annoying part is changing and editing listings. So adjust Mercari now settings. Mm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested right now. Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's so crazy. All right. So Mercari local delivery. All right. Hey, uh, I had a story. I do. We really want to hear about good, um, the story that shall not be named, making a lot of money on video games that they find. Yeah. Now, all I want to say is, all the time. You got to know that that store that shall not be named is they're making money galore with items that are being donated. And so I've said this, I've shared some Insta stories lately where I've gone to the store that shall not be named. They are marking their prices higher and higher. Like every time I go, it's not changing. So find other ways to source. All right, we'll skip that. Um, let's talk about shoplifting and reselling. So uh, if you saw our Instagram post the other day, Mike and I found a new way uh, to source. Uh, we don't recommend it for everyone because, you know, you could end up going to jail. Uh, so, but there, there, there is, a I can honestly say that's one thing. Like I know everybody has their own struggles, their own things that they're, you know, devices they get involved in. I have never, and, and again, no shame to those who, you know, have different vices and struggles, but, uh, like shoplifting is just one that has never, ever been something I've, uh, wanted to do or I done. So I haven't either except once when I was five, oh, I mean, I, don't I know stole a little counts. teddy bear from the dress barn <laughs> a little little like probably the size of like my thumb and i felt so guilty and my parents you know they made sure i i felt the wrath yeah and uh yeah i never stole again but i so, mean yeah i mean that's one of the things too is I, I, the fact that so many people they don't worry about that they do shoplift and steal and if yeah if they're buying just walking into a store 
taking the things that you would pay for and try and list and, and, and ship and they're selling it for less. They're undercutting you because they stole it, right? Like that's competition that you can't compete with. Agreed. And that's why I want to bring this up because see, I used to work as loss prevention, assets protection, whatever you want. I did it for about five years uh, back in my late teens, early 20s. And at that time, uh, I did have some major, I had $2 million cases where, uh, you know, we, we caught theft rings. And usually when people steal a lot, it's not just individuals like, oh, I'm going to go make a profit. It's theft. Ring. It's highly organized. Uh, you know, people go in, we used to have uh, things called the uh, uh, grab and go. I think it was called, I forget what it was called, but it's basically like people come in and they'll just take the entire rack and they'll dive into vans and they'll steal like several thousand dollars at a time. Or you had the other famous ones. Uh, I remember when I worked for Target was people would take totes, fill up the totes, close them and go out the store and, and carts full of stuff. And just, but at that time, so we're having an issue in California because at that time, anything above $399 was a felony. Right. So, I mean, how much are you going to steal for three ninety nine? Right. I mean, you can still steal a good amount of stuff, but you know, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of hard. Right. So now in California, based on our laws, it's now, I think it's under, under $950 is just considered a misdemeanor, basically like a traffic ticket. Wait, no, no, no. I think depending on what's, what city you're in, if it's under 900, it's an infraction. It's not yeah, a yeah, misdemeanor. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. like a traffic ticket. Yeah. So that's an infraction. That's less than a misdemeanor. And so we're having in California, we're having a major problem with shoplifting. And here's crazy. I would never want to work uh, in San Francisco again. Like, that's where I grew they just, up. They literally are just like, you watch the videos and you can see like people are going in, they're taking stuff and they're walking out and nobody's doing anything. So it's like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. So it? with the masks, right? Because everybody's wearing a mask. Like, you know, when I was watching people on camera, somebody came in with a mask. I mean, I would obviously watch them, right? But but now everybody's running mad. And literally, if you haven't watched these, they're pretty sad to watch. It's trash bag full. And they and it's not like they're in a hurry. They're just like, oh, I want this, I want this, I want and they just walk out, right? And so I mean stores are closing. Like there, there, there are several that are like, we just can't operate in this area. No, in San Francisco, they so targets, I know they've limited their hours, they've closed earlier. Walgreens has pulled a bunch of their stores from the from the city. And uh, this is this is a rampant problem. And I think it's probably a sign of a bad economy, too. Uh, but it's also, you know, bad legislation. And so and we're not trying to get political or any of that. We're just I'm just being real here. So the reason I say this, because when I worked uh, for Target and Marshall Fields and all these different stores, I don't think Marshall Fields even exists anymore. Marshall Fields is like the high end luxury, like Nordstrom of the Target company, which was Dayton Hudson. So anyways, uh, man, those were the good old days. I, I miss those days. So at that time, I remember one of the rings, they were, they were huge. Like they would go in and they would steal. Like I remember they stole like a, a truckload of PS2s uh, from the back at Target. They, um, they, I remember they, they would steal DVDs. Like some people would come in and steal DVDs en masse uh, and they would just put them in totes and walk out the store and, and guess where they would sell them? They would sell them on eBay. Right. They would at that time there was an FBA. So there's no Amazon was like in its infant ages. Uh, but a lot of stuff gets fenced online. And so, you know, I, I just want people to be aware. Like sometimes you'll see people at selling stuff at super cheap and you're like, there's no way they're making money on this. It's like impossible. But if you get it for free, you're definitely going to make money on it. And, and so Home Depot, uh, they've got it. They, they're actually, they're, uh, here's the thing. People will always adapt. So what they're creating now is like some kind of a Bluetooth thing that if it's not the power tool, 
Home Depot has a lot of shoplifters. It's crazy. I, I know people that work there. Yeah, the shrinkage is no joke. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, they have now like a Bluetooth scanner that like if if it doesn't get scanned and paid for at checkout, the power tool won't work when they bring it. When they, when they take it back. But here, here's what, here's what I wanted to share in, in case, you know, I wanted to add to this. That's just not Orlando saying this. So, uh, Scott Glenn, Home Depot's vice president of assets protection, uh, told insider about the company's fight against organized retail crime. He made a point to distinguish between professional shoplifters and disorganized solo thieves. The pros, he said, frequently are connected to a larger network that can, in some cases, function as sophisticated shadow business. Honestly, when I worked, we would have people would hit like, down they go up and down the coast of california and you would prep yourself knowing that they're going to hit our store at probably on this day based on their trajectory i mean it was it was super organized uh and so uh the trade uh let's see they said there are very organized groups where the leaders at the top are recruiting people that are drug dependent homeless or down on their luck and offering them incentives and providing shopping lists to go out and bring back certain products uh, at the top levels, these hierarchies, uh, there are absolutely good administrators that understand the return of their money. Uh, their trade publication, LP. Uh, so, the, so then they said, e-commerce is changing the game for professional shoplifting consortiums. While some brick and mortar pawn shops and flea markets still fence stolen goods, illegal operations have increased, uh, increasingly been able to disguise their crimes among legitimate online resellers. Years ago, there was eBay, and that was it. Glenn said, now there are probably 80 different large-scale online resellers out there, and all of them have the same level of control and vetting. All right, and this goes back to some of uh, the discussion we've had before of, like, this is why maybe eBay has certain gates to be able to sell. This is why Amazon doesn't ungate everyone. Like, imagine if Amazon ungated everyone. Like, that would be shoplifter's paradise, right? Nike would get hit all day long. Right. Cause that stuff flips all day long. So there's the one side where it's like, man, it, it's like, why do they do this? But the other side is like, well, there's a reason. Right. And in the end, it, it still helps your profit margin, it, you know, because it reduces the amount of competition from people you couldn't compete with. So anyways, kind of crazy, crazy world, right? Man. That TJ Maxx video where the guys just come in and, and you and I just walk out. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, bad time. All right. Hey, uh, we got one more thing here we wanted to talk about. Uh, we actually have a listener question. All right. Let's so let's it. play that. Hey, Mike and Orlando. This is Ryan. I am a newer full-time reseller. I've been selling for quite a few years. And I got a good question for you guys. It might be good for the podcast. I have acquired a very large amount of inventory over the past nice. four or five years probably close to about six or 700 items. And I've been buying more than I've been selling. Common problem for sure. I know Everybody. you guys say to be capital hungry going into Q4. And I've been slowly ticking away at the desk storage locker now because I bought a storage locker to store it all. Would you guys still recommend going out and finding new items to source or just going balls to the wall crazy and knocking out that storage locker and all these items that I've acquired and get them listed before I go out and source for more items? 
kind of hard figuring out what I should do because there's always good items to find and more to sell. But I also have an entire storage locker full of items to sell as well. So love to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, feel free to, um, I guess, write this question down for the podcast or actually play it. I'm glad you said uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Love my guys' thoughts. Thanks. Look forward to your guys' podcast every Wednesday. And I get real sad when uh, when it's over with because I want more. I'm all caught up. Appreciate Anyways, it. Thanks, guys. Nice. Yeah. Well, appreciate the call. Um, thanks for calling in. And yeah, I think that's a pretty common problem to have. And, you know, honestly, Orlando and I haven't talked about this ahead of time, so we may have different answers. It's great. Um, which is fine. Yeah. Cause we're coming from different perspectives. Part of it's going to depend really on where you are right in life, where, where you're at in your business. If you're at a place, uh, we say the, the term we try and use is capital heavy. So meaning you want to go into Q4 with a lot of capital available to you, uh, and I would I would recommend that that be liquid capital, so cash in in hand or in a bank account that you can access really easily, and isn't going to affect other parts of your life, right? So if you're saying like, well, you know, I'm going into Q4, I could probably you know not pay this bill or not do this and just have a little bit of extra money or go like get a credit card so I can buy more. If that's the case, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing it. But if you're already at a place where you're like my business account, yeah, maybe I haven't been listing as much or selling as much, but I've got, you know, $10,000 sitting in my business account. I don't need to touch it. All my bills are paid for on my regular nine to five or whatever it is. Then sure. I mean, maybe you go into Q4 and you say, I'm going to still do a little bit of sourcing this Q4 because, uh, because, I've got the money, I've got the capital available, and I don't need to touch this money to make the my my life work. On the other hand, if you're at a place where um, you don't have that much capital available, I would definitely not go into debt or make sacrifices to buy things when you've got things you haven't already listed because your track record says, when I buy things, I don't list them, right? I, I've done that for stages too. So like no no judgment against you for I think that. A lot, I think that's 99% of resellers. Yeah, I mean, I think either you go through stages of that or you maybe it's more or less um, of, of that ratio of how many items you're buying versus how much you're listing and actually selling. But I would say if you've got hundreds of items that haven't been listed, you've still got quite a bit of time before Q4. So I would maybe challenge yourself and say, all right, if in the next couple of months, I can get all of these items listed and just go crazy and then once I've got all these items listed, or at least I've made enough headroad that like I'm three quarters of the way through, I know I'm going to be able to finish. Now, all of a sudden, I'm getting sales coming in like crazy. I've, I'm moving inventory a lot. Now, I would be more comfortable advising you to say, all right, now go into Q4, buying items, looking into source new things, because you've already kind of developed the habit of listing, sourcing, shipping, all of those things have, have you've, you've got figured out. But if I wouldn't add to a death pile just because, right? Unless unless you found like the one item where you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to make six figures off of this deal because nobody else is on this bolo. But chances are you're, you're not going to find that deal. So my recommendation is use the next couple of months and get get listed what you already have and maybe make a deal with yourself. Say like, I come October, I want to be buying like crazy. I want to be buying. I want to be, be listing so that I can really hit those November, December sales you know, by the beginning of October. So if I don't have everything or at least a good portion of the items I have in this storage unit or the storage locker listed, then 
well, I guess I don't get to buy things this Q4 and just kind of use that as like your incentive to get the things listed. Because if you're not listing, you're not making money. And yeah, you do not want to go into Q4 with low capital and a lot of inventory that's not listed. That's like a worst case scenario. So I would say, unless you've just got tons of spare capital that you can, you don't have to worry about listing that stuff, then I would say list it. That way you go into Q4 with more capital and more room in your storage locker even. Yeah. So I would say I agree with most of what you said. I think, yeah, the capital is an issue, right? Now, there is a there is a part where like, let's say you acquired all those items and they're slow sellers. So maybe it's good to list a few at a time and then keep sourcing. And then just as long as you're consistently listing those items. If, if you go you know, six months and you haven't listed those items and that's when it becomes a problem. Right. But, uh, we all have, you know, those things that we know are going to take longer to sell, or maybe they're not as profitable. And so maybe it's not worth it spending the time at that moment to list that item, uh, because you may be low on capital, but here's what may happen. You may have a bunch of slow selling items and you list them all and you're still going to be slow on capital. I mean, you're going to still be low on capital and you're not going to be making profits and then you're going to be really stuck or it may have been better to just list what the most profitable items are there and then do some sourcing and kind of do a mix of both because I'm, I'm a big believer that, you know, I think you should list everything in a bulk buy pretty much unless it, because you never know like what to get. So I, I've had a bunch of items I've acquired and like just recently I had a bunch of Lionel trains items that, they were thrown in with a bunch of stuff that I bought and I was just like, I never listed them. And I just recently listed them and I made, you know, a few hundred bucks. And so it was worth me listing. But at the time when I was going to list them, they were slow sellers. There wasn't that much profit. So it just, it wasn't worth it to me. So I sold the cream of the crop and I made my profit and I, and then I just had the other stuff for a rainy day. So that's just the way I see it. Again, also, like you've mentioned before, uh, inventory space is a big deal too. Like, do you have uh, the real estate space to be able to just to store things, uh, and then little by little start listing them? But I would say as you get close to Q4, uh, you know, you want to make sure that whatever you're listing is stuff that's going to sell quick enough, or you're going to sell at a discounted rate that'll sell fast enough that you can have enough capital going to Q4. Yeah, and you really only know, and if you've been doing it for a long time, a hundred percent, what's a slow seller? Right. You're not going to know because well, he's been full time selling for a while. So that's a good sign. OK. Yeah. I mean, maybe I missed that part. See, so yeah, if you've been full time selling for a long time, then you maybe know what's a slow seller. But if you just have tons of inventory, who knows? Like you might list it. And within 24 hours of listing something, that item selling. Yeah. Right? You, know, you, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, but so. I, I don't know. Okay. To say it's in very in like the first three sentences. How long has he been reselling full time? Uh, newer full time reseller. Newer full time reseller. OK. So but that means you've been part time reselling for a while. And you know what I mean? Been, been, if you've resold for more than five years, that's a long time seller, yeah. I would say. Right. Uh, so anyways, I hope I answered your question. Hope I helped some of you out. Congrats on being a full time seller. Congrats on getting that inventory. Uh, but yes, if I again, I repeat, if if you think you can make money on some of those right away, I definitely would do that. And then the slower sellers, I put them to the side and little by little, I would start listing those. So. All right. Are we ready? Or the segment that a lot of people are waiting for. Yeah, we're always ready. Oh man, you know what? We're just not getting sounds. Yeah, today. I, I even fixed it, and uh, it's still having issues. That's okay. It's probably just this app and needs an update or something. But so anyways, what's your bolo? Bolo. 
Uh, so, my so bolos, if you're new to the show, there are items to be on the lookout for that sell for good profit. That's right. You know, and, and I'm capable of, uh, you know, finding and fixing this right now. Mike really wants a sound effect. Yeah, it, it, it needs to be there. It's all good. It, it'll just take a second while I'm finding it. Oh, well, why, I, don't, why don't you tell me your bolo? Okay, so I, I'm sure I've shared this at some point. Here's the thing. We've done so many episodes. Like, I'm sure we repeat stuff sometimes. Wait, are you talking about... What's your bolo? I had to reconnect the file. We're all good now. Bolo. And thank you to the listener that created that long time ago. So really appreciate that. If anybody wants to make a mail sound, let's throw it out there. Yeah. Like hit us up with hit us up with the remix. So the one that once we start getting more mail, like if we got mail more frequently, I would I'd spend the time to make something. It's on us though, because we don't put our address out there. Yeah. If you want to mail us something, let us know. <laughs> we'll put our address out there and then <laughs> And then, no, uh, a and lot then of influencers a have it. we'll just put it on our YouTube description from now on. Yeah, there we go. So that's that's an easy fix. Uh, so these sell no matter what, as long as your cost is at the right price, it's gonna sell. And these are Sony Walkmans. So I recently I picked up a Sony Walkman. It was an FM AM radio, and it it was it didn't even play cassette. And I picked it up I think for like three bucks. And it sold for like 20 something dollars. And I listed it four parts not working. And it was an easy 20 bucks, right? If you find these sealed, especially the older ones, you're talking about three to $400 depending on the model, right? Maybe more. If you find a vintage one, you're talking close to a K, right? If it's sealed, even if it's not sealed, it's a certain brand. So any kind of Sony Walkman, even the other day I found the one of the um, LCD screens that you put on. It's a one you put on your arm to go running. Fairly newer. $25 sale, right? And these aren't like, you know, again, you can have major home runs with these or you can just have bread and butter. But I do not. And my, my son, one of his first sales that he had on eBay was a Sony Walkman that he picked up for, I think, two bucks and listed it for parts. He's like, Dad, this is crazy. No one's going to buy this. And sure enough, it's all for like $25. Right. So Sony Walkmans, any model, I would say almost any condition. I mean, I, I would say it has to look some kind of, you know, aesthetically pleasing way. Uh, you know, it can't be like trashed, but yes, yeah, Sony Walkmans too. Unless that's the style so, they're going for, you know, they might be wanting trashed. <laughs> A distressed Walkman. <laughs> looking, looking for one of those vintage distressed Walkmans. Yeah, All right. What's your bolo? Uh, my bolo, and I, again, we may have mentioned this just recently. Uh, I can't really recall. I know I talked about it with my wife, but uh, we've got the Olympics that have started. And um, I had a couple of items that were Olympic items. I had one of the very first things that I bought when I was reselling. I remember I remember buying this hat at a thrift store. And like it was like Beijing Olympics. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's an Olympics hat. And it has literally sat for like three years. Mm. And, you know, a week before the Olympics start, oh, it sells yep. for a good price, right? So um, Olympics are one of those things that's so seasonal. And here's what one of the one of the things that I think a lot of people might not realize. So when it comes to things like that, like you might think like it's now the Tokyo Olympics. Why would people want like Beijing Olympic stuff? Offices and schools often have like spirit days, right? And I have a feeling that a lot of times these type of things mm. sell for that reason. Maybe. So I have a, I imagine that going into this next school year that the first couple of spirit days that schools have are probably going to be like Olympic themed. So people are going to be some people just make their own Olympic stuff, but some people want to like have like something that says Olympics on it. 
And so those types of things sell. So you got to think that that offices will often have spirit days. Schools will have spirit days. And so when there's something big going on culturally, even old stuff from that, even if it's not like no longer relevant, because like Beijing Olympic gear is not really relevant to this, mm -hmm. but people still want something that says Olympics on it. Or maybe they just, you know, who knows? But maybe it's just because it's in the news. So people look up Olympics and then it shows up on their suggested buy on Instagram or something because it's a promoted listing. Who knows? I don't know. But if you've got Olympic things, um, now's the time to raise the prices on them because they're probably going to sell. You might have, I know a lot of times you can get like pretty good brands, but they're like co-branded with like something on it. So it's like, I've got a Patagonia shirt, but it says Olympics and it's like, all right, well, and then it's also like got a specific name of something on. And so like the value of it a lot of times goes down because it's like, very specific that somebody's looking for that jack mm -hmm. jacket, not just a Patagonia jacket. But when the Olympics roll around, all of a sudden the value of that go up. So uh, I would say be on the lookout for Olympic stuff. And if you have Olympic stuff, raise the prices. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And uh, it's like with and with anything. If I mean, right now there's a uh, major moves being made on on certain teams, like changing mascots and stuff. And so if you have any of those items, th those are probably going to go up in value. So that's an extra bolo up there. So, all right. What are you looking forward to, Mike? Wait, before we move on, you know what I was looking forward to this week? My clean dome. Mm. So I, I just, you know, we have a green lane of a school shaver and it was time for uh, us to get some refills for our blades. And mm -hmm. man, I mean, ours lasted for a long time. We use it on the daily. Yeah, no, for sure. Right? Well, here's the nice thing too with their blades. So, there I, I've I've used it and I haven't replaced the head of the blade for I don't know it's probably been over a year now right mm -hmm. um, now I have sharpened it and because they're actual metal blade heads and not like the tin foil ones a lot of times when you buy cheaper shavers you don't realize but they're like a foil head mm -hmm. those you have to replace the whole head unit you cannot sharpen them but these are like actual metal blades like they're nice quality metal blades and so if you're a DIY person like I am <laughs> It's easy, like you just take a little bit of metal polish on a mirror, like a little hand mirror, and you just literally just rub the things on the top and, it, and you can sharpen the blades yourself. And I've done that a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, we just got some new, a new unit. And to think that like I've gone over a year and all I've done is sharpen the blades once. Like when I've used other yeah. razors and things like that, it's like every couple of weeks you're replacing it. Right. And it's, yeah. and this is different than shaving your face. It is shaving your head. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is a lot more intensive. Yeah, no, for sure. So we love our skull shaver. And what I'm looking forward to, since you asked that is having a new baby here pretty soon. And I know I'm going to be bringing my skull shaver to the hospital. Uh, so that way, no matter how long I'm there, because the charge on this thing is great. Uh, I'm going to have a clean, fresh dome. So when the, when I get those pictures of me holding my new son, it's going to be with like a nice, clean, shaved head and not like, you know, like it looks like I have gone days without shaving. And that's all because of Skull Shaver. So if you haven't picked up a Skull Shaver yet and you need one, and let's face it, you know if you need one, uh, use promo code PEER and it'll let them know that we sent you. You'll get a nice little discount. Helps us out. So promo code PEER. They've got all kinds of products. They've got the the skull shaver, the pitbull platinum. They have female products too. Yep. They've got um they've got like just regular razors. You can do your legs, your arms, all that kind of stuff. So whatever you're looking for, check out Skull Shaver, use promo code Pier, and you will get a nice little discount. All right. So what are you looking forward to since I talked about what I am looking forward to? Um, so I'm getting closer to getting my 3K listings. I'm a bit about the time that the podcast drops, I'll be close to uh 2700. So I'm about 300 away. Uh and so you know, my hope is by mid August, I'll be at 3K and I'll be ready for Q4. 
Uh, also, I keep talking about organizing, but this time I want to have my listing and my shipping station set up. So right now I don't, I, I kind of have a listing area where I have, you know, my two photo booths set up, but still it's, it's, yeah, it's not pretty. Uh, there's stuff everywhere right now. Um, my, all my totes are organized. All my hat totes are now organized. Uh, my garage still needs a little bit of work. Uh, and so I'm working on that. Uh, but I, I just, I want to have everything ready to go. Like I want to have an FBA station. So whenever I bring in stuff to ship out FBA, I just, you know, back up my car, drop everything off, label it, box it, ship it, and it's out. So, uh, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to doing in this next week. Uh, and I, I'm looking forward to sales picking up. I, I, you know, I, right now we're in a weird time in the economy, right. In the sense that, you know, transitory inflation, like, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but, uh, prices are going up and, and, you know, people are kind of, I feel that, I don't know. I, 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 I think we're still going to have one of the biggest Q4s ever. Uh, it's just about going to be about having the right products, but I do feel, uh, that people are being more uh, cautious about what they're. I, I I see that as a sign of why a lot of my sales weren't the big dollar sales because their people are kind of just waiting and seeing what's going on. You know, uh, if we do end up having, um, I don't know if this will happen, but you know, other countries have had lockdowns. That will maybe be a benefit to resellers. I think it will be, but you know, then there's like, is there going to be enough cash going around for people to buy too? So. I don't know, how did I go from a high to a low? Anyways, yeah, man, that was intense. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was up and down. But I am looking forward uh, to having everything ready for Q4. All right. But that being said, this is your tagline. You start it. Uh, wait, oh, wait, you didn't. Yeah, I already said what I was looking for. That was yours, new baby. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, this gonna be awesome. All right. Be awesome. But that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. <laughs> be reselling. Late. Peace.